And so our waiting continues as we prepare for the coming of the Lord in his second advent. But we also wait now for the celebration of the first advent of our Lord. We wait for Christmas. And I pray we are preparing for that celebration. John Baptist is our model of waiting. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one or do we look for another? John is waiting for the Messiah, the one who is to come to rescue man from his misery, from his enslavement, from himself. Earlier in his ministry, Jesus came to Nazareth and on the Sabbath stood to read. Perhaps you remember this passage. Let me read it for you. He was given the book of the prophet Isaiah and he read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Can you imagine being there? This is Nazareth. This is his hometown. And he says, right now, this is happening. The kingdom is here. So given this action earlier and the words of Jesus from Isaiah and then saying, today, this is it. What answer does Jesus give to the question of John's disciples? Go and tell John, he says to the men, go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind and the lame, the blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. In other words, you bet. Here we are, I'm the Messiah, this is where we're at. I'm the one. The kingdom is here. That is, it's amazing. (laughs) If we actually read the Gospels in light of what Jesus not only says, but does, and how what he does is connected to what he said earlier, what he said earlier is connected to what he does now, there is just no question about what Jesus is saying. He just proclaims it boldly. And trust me, those people that knew the Testament like the, the Old Testament like the back of their hands, the Jews, they knew exactly what it was saying every page you turn in the gospel. That's why he ticked off the Pharisees so much. There was not a big question about, hmm, what's this guy really about? So the kingdom is here. The question for us is, are we ready? Are we waiting, like John Baptist, each and every day for the coming of our Lord? Of course, there is in, this is in terms of his second advent, his second coming, but are we ready for his 
present coming to us in the Christian soul? Are we ready for his coming to us now, today, by his Holy Spirit in word and in sacrament? Are we ready for the kingdom to be here today, now, at this moment? Is our heart ready? Are we ready to live the life that Christ has called us to live? It's every moment, it's every day, but right now, are you ready? That's the question we have to ask today, but guess what? We have to ask the same question tomorrow, and the next day, and the next. That's how we live out our life, to be ready for the coming of Christ into our souls, yes, at Christmas, yes, for him coming in second uh, advent to judge, but are we ready for him to come into us by word and sacrament, by his Holy Spirit? He came into us at our baptism, but Paul constantly says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ask for God to fill you. Jesus says that this John, his cousin, is a prophet. Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. In our souls right now, we are to prepare the way of the Lord. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Do we have those ears? Are we listening? Our epistle talks about the stewards and the mysteries of God, and our prayer for today uh, references that particular part of our epistle. Father Krauss notes that as John was a faithful minister and steward of the mystery of God in Christ to the apostles, excuse me, to uh, mystery of God in Christ, so the apostles were faithful stewards of this mystery. We pray today for continued faithful stewards of the mystery. Bishops and priests and deacons that will be true to their calling. These are not the only ones to be called to faithful stewardship, however. Each of us, clergy and laity alike, are to be faithful stewards of the mysteries of God in Christ. Not in the same way. You may not celebrate the mystery of the sacred sacrifice of the Mass, but you are a component part of it and a necessary part of it. Your sacrifice of your lips praise and thanksgiving, your sacrifice and offering of yourself, body and soul, are caught up in the once for all sacrifice of Christ and the offering of the sacrifice of the Mass that we as a whole offer up in the continued offering of Christ today and every time we come together for the Eucharistic feasting. You are called to make ready your hearts and souls for Christ each and every day. St. Paul says to the Colossians that this mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You had better steward that mystery faithfully. It is important to us, the church, and it is important to each and every one of us as individual members of the church. Father Krauss would say that as we prepare to rejoice in the midst of fancies and fads of this world, under it all, behind it all, through it all, is the revelation of God 
with us, of God's kingdom within us. Happy are those servants who, no matter what time the master returns, finds them faithful. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.